Welcome to the Modern Latina Living Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Diamond. I am here with my co-host Mireya. And we are two Latina moms on a mission to learn and practice self-love to break generational trauma and achieve financial success. We're going to be talking about motherhood, entrepreneurship, habits, organization, self-care, and so much more. We'll be sharing our own experience and expertise while also talking about the challenges and triumphs of being a Latina in today's world. So grab a cup of coffee and join us as we navigate the journey of motherhood and entrepreneurship. So let's get started. We're so excited. Today's episode is going to be our first interviewee, which is my mom, Perla. Hello. And we have a long list of um, interviewees that we want to speak to. Um, But mom is going to be the first one. And today we're going to be talking about The things we need to do as women and Latina women, especially in our 30s and or younger, to be proactive about our health, about our skincare, about our bodies. There's just so much that we're not taught in school or by our doctors. And there's so much taboo and so much misinformation. And there's so much information that isn't even known about our bodies from our skin to our reproductive systems, to our cycles, to the way we need to eat, the way we need to work out. So there's just so much. And we're bringing my mom on today because she has her story to share of her journey and the things she's learned and continuing to learn right now and how she's teaching me. And as she teaches me, I teach my other friends just because, you know, we want each other to be healthy and healthy, healthy and happy. And so sharing this information is really important. Let's get into it. Give us a little introduction about yourself. Hi, I am Diamond's mom. I am 49 years old, and we talk a lot about, Diamond and I talk about skincare. Uh, We talk a lot about uh, things that we didn't know back in the day that nobody's taught, like she said. So I do share a lot of um, things I've went through with uh, my melasma, high pigmentation on my face, which just happens to a lot of women of skin of color. So let's start when you started um, experiencing the melasma. Yes, of on your face. So a lot of it, the doctors, if you go to a dermatologist, they mostly work with Caucasian women, white skin. So they don't work with a lot of women that have skin of color, so it's different. So I started noticing the first spot on my left side when I was 46. So the doctors that I went to, they were always saying that they didn't understand that it was a hormone change. It usually happens to women when they change their birth control or after they have their first child, which is called a pregnancy mask. Mm. So they're like, okay. So then I started doing more things and I got off of birth control. I got all the hormones out of my body trying to figure out maybe it's an internal hormone that's, you know, that's wrong. So I got off everything. They did give me a bleaching cream, but they did not explain to me that you have to protect your face from the sun. You have to put sunscreen and strong sunscreen for your face constantly. So it kind of just backfired too. And those creams didn't work. All it did is made a white spot. Can we go back and can you share your story of like what happened when you were trying to regulate your hormones and when you got off of um, birth control and then you also had a procedure? Oh, yeah. So um, I was on the depot shop for 25 years. It was just more to the, just control the cramping and all that. So I got off of that thinking that's going to take all the all this extra stuff out of my body, all the, you know, the, that they're putting in my body. Um, so I had an ablation done. So the doctor um, told me if I got this ablation, it would stop the bleeding and stop the cramping. And can you explain what an ablation is? What is that? 
So it's like they scrape the lining. I forgot of like your uterus. Yes. So and it's, and then it's it's not a birth control, so you still can get pregnant. But those the whole reason I was taking the depot was not to bleed anymore and not to have cramping, which is the cramping was getting worse as I was getting older, you know, because your body changes. So that really worked. I had that done about three years ago. And it's uh, usually it's better for women that are older since I'm not going to have any more children, you know, but it was very successful. But it did not clear up my melasma. <laughs> Taking, getting off all the birth control, I'm, I'm off all that stuff. I don't take anything but vitamins now. You know, that used when you say that, I think growing up, I remember being told like in... Um, I guess, I don't know if that's, that's like the technical term or like the medical term, but I remember growing up and people would call it a paño. It is. It's the same thing. Is that, yes, is that it what is. that is? Oh, okay. It's the same thing. So I saw a lot of my friends did have that after they had children. Mm-hmm. So I was like always feeling, oh my God, I didn't get it right. I didn't have that. And it's very light. And they would get theirs more on the side of the face. Okay. So mine was more on this side. And so it was very light. And then later, like during COVID, I worked so much and I saved my money because my sister was like, why don't you try um, microneedling? Why don't you try? Um, she had this lady, an esthetician she went to. So without doing research, I went and did it. And it was too abrasive for my face. And it went backwards and caused it to be worse and mm-hmm. get more. Yikes. And it got darker, right? It got darker. And I got more than what I had before. Oh, wow. To the point where the esthetician, sorry, was like, you can have all your money back. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I mean, she felt so bad. Yeah, see, because I remember, you said that that's what, but it is Espanol. I remember my mom had this friend who just, while she was pregnant, like her whole face was just covered in dark spots, like all in her cheeks. And... I honestly remember, like, and this is how I feel like in the Mexican culture, like with superstitions or just, um, how do you call it? I want to say like home remedies. But I remember she she was told by another woman, another Mexican lady, to put a pañal, a diaper mm-hmm. of her baby on her face. Mm-hmm. That, like that a peed one? Yeah, a peed one. Did it work? I don't remember. That's the thing. <laughs> Girl, but, I would do it. Yeah, but I'm just like, to the extent of, I'm like, there's got to be other ways, though, to take care of it besides your baby's pee. But then again, I'm just like, that's how desperate she was to do it. And I guess she did it. I mean, I'd never seen her after that, but that's what I remember being told. I was like 12 or 13. But I mean, because I guess it was like, because their their fluids are a lot cleaner than ours. Like, they don't... You know, they don't have, like, they don't process food like us. And especially if the baby's breastfed, mm-hmm. that I guess they had some type of nutrients. I don't know how, like I said, how true this is, but I remember. I would say it probably that. has some truth to it. Yeah. When I breastfed Julian, his poop smelled sweet. Like oatmeal. <laughs> I don't know, but it smelled sweet. I'm like, oh, I don't mind changing his diaper. And so no. he started eating solids. I'm like. Mm. Yeah, our mine smelled like maple. Maple yeah, oatmeal. Maple sweet. <laughs> So we'll share, if you don't mind, it's pictures of like before and after and how your her my mom's healing has has come along in the last four years mm-hmm. um, because it has improved quite a bit. Now the spots are smaller and they're lighter. But it did get worse before it got better because mm-hmm. I did try other creams, which they work too. But when you try different creams, you need to be very proactive on covering sunblock 
you have to constantly, I mean, you get so excited that they get light and then you just, you, I constantly have to put um, sunblock on. I have to cover up my face. I have to, now, last couple of years, I've been wearing gla um, hats to stay out of the sun because I can feel it. And I, I didn't understand until I did more research. My face tingles like around the melasma when I'm in the sun. So it, like it triggers it more. So I, I have to understand to be, you know, cover it more just to stay inside. I didn't know till I would say maybe t like from the pandemic, once I got onto TikTok, where they're like sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. And I was always like anti-sunscreen because I'm like, I'm brown. I get dark. Like <laughs> I, don't I'm, I don't need it. Like that was always my mentality. That was always because that's what I've been around. Like my family never made it a priority. But... Yeah, then I'm just like, well, I'm not wearing makeup. I'm not. I'm wearing a mask 24-7 pretty much. So I'm like, well, I might as well just start putting on sunscreen. And I have noticed that a lot of my freckles have gone away. Because I started, I, I kind of noticed when I get new freckles, I'm like, oh, that's a new one. Oh, that's a new one. You know, but ever since I've been wearing sunscreen, I've been a lot better. So that's how mine started was um, the freckles. Okay. So everybody was like, they're so cute and everything. So they were, and then they start getting together. And that's how they come closer and make a bigger spot. Okay. So then I was looking at Diamond's face, and she has freckles also. So they said most likely, since she is my daughter, she will have issues with high pigmentation and melasma. So that's why I do a lot of the more research and try to uh, more more into dermatologists that do skin of color, okay. you know, to help her. So by the time she gets to my age, she will not have that issue, and she will not go through this. Next, yeah, I feel like a lot of the research or a lot of the studies that are done are usually done on either white white skin yes. people yeah. and really not much of people that are skin of color mm -hmm. yeah and then the other part is a lot of the research is not even done on women and like mostly men yeah and <laughs> yes they don't take into account all of our what our body does because they don't even i don't even think doctors understand half of what our bodies go through and what they produce and how they produce and all the effects yeah, that can happen. Um, I think we kind of talked about like the effects of having children. It's a lot. I didn't know you could lose your teeth. I didn't know yeah. you could like. There's a whole bunch of. I mean, you could die. Like, why don't they make that a a big one? Like, you could die in childbirth. Like, I know my parents would say this one. Uh, uh, there's a saying that when you're giving birth, it's tienes un pie en tienes un pie en la tierra y un pie en el panteón, mm -hmm. which basically saying you got a fifty fifty chance. I'm just like, this is not the right time to tell me this as I'm about to push. Yeah. I was like. Ah. Yeah, that's not the best time to, to tell no, you. But then I had three kids. So. Well, obviously, didn't you know. <laughs> was that the first time she told you on the first one? No, actually, no. I think it was the second with Mikey when my dad told me that. And I'm just like, you're telling me this now? <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's scary. It is scary. And I had preeclampsia with Julian, so. Um, if it would have escalated to eclampsia, like he could have died, I could have died, or we both could have died. Yeah. It's crazy. And I didn't know that until afterwards because I did like a whole research project on it. The things we didn't find out until after the fact. Yeah. Until it's like too late or until we're going through it or until, you know, we have family member going through something. That's when you find out. Yeah. And then like being able to take care of your body afterwards, like there is no guide or like handbook or anything that says, this is the kind of exercise you need to be doing. This is the kind of care you need to be doing, the kind of vitamins, the kind of food, the kind of regimen. Like, there's nothing. But I think a lot of, especially older women, like, not older, but, you know, they hide it. They hide, like, all their experiences because they, they're embarrassed and they don't want to share with the younger ones. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I I share with everybody. If they want, they ask, I will tell them, you know, and people mm-hmm. just look at me and I'm just like, well, I didn't know. Did you know? And they're like, no, but yeah. you know. And how are we supposed to know? Again, that goes back to like the whole cultural <laughs> thing of it being taboo. One, just being women and then even 10 times more in the Latino community because women don't share. Yeah. Like, especially, yeah, especially being Hispanic. They're like, well, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell you what I've been through or my body's going through or, or my faults or defects because they're very judgmental to each other would be a good way of putting it. And I, I'm i just like, I don't want her to go through all that. Yeah. Or like, I went through it. I have to. I had to figure it out on my own. You so you out. figure it out. That's a lot of the big mentality of Which is a wrong. lot of women. You know, I feel like it's wrong. Yeah. Because she asked me, Diamond asked me, she goes, you're not embarrassed if I share it? And I was like, no. Well, I want to, not that she was embarrassed, but I was like, it's her body or her information. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to just go be telling everybody. Yeah. Because she recently just had another procedure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a procedure that I felt that I needed. It wasn't something, like, medically needed to get done, but it has to do with childbirth, too, that people don't know. You know, I wasn't understanding when I had my second child how much damage he did to me. Of his big head. <laughs> what procedure did you have? If you don't mind me asking. I got my bladder fixed. Okay. So yeah. So it just when I didn't and I didn't it didn't dawn on me that when I was thinking about getting the procedure done, I just noticed that at work I'm very active. I jump, I run, and it's just to have such a weak bladder. It was just and women accept it. Yeah. You know, women think oh, I was just oh just put a pad on, we're good. And I was like, I'm gonna be fifty this year. I was like. Can you just imagine in 10 years how my bladder is going to be? And they're going to be like, mm, no. So there is a procedure. You can correct that. Not It's fun, <laughs> but it's not as painful as having children either. And it's very successful. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel excited now that I can just take off and run now. I can, you know, I can do all sorts of things and not worry about that. What's the procedure called? I don't remember. No. Because I want to say working in healthcare. I remember checking quite a, quite a bit of women, and when they'd go to OB, I'd sometimes like read the notes of what it was. Um, I, I can send it to was you. Was it like pessary? Would you say it was like pessary or something? A like? pessary. Like, yeah, pessary. So there that's what I thought it was too, but I don't. I think this is a more permanent solution because a pessary is something they put in there. Okay. And it has to be changed out. Because right. I remember checking yeah. somebody in for a pesticide. I'm like, what is that? I Googled it right Me away. Too. I'm like, what is this? I did too. And so it's actually like something they put up there to hold up your bladder, but it has to be checked and switched out every so often. Okay. But that is also helps with incontinence, mm-hmm. which is peeing uncontrollably. But she did a couple of different things. So it wasn't just that. It's just when I had my second child, it just damaged it where you got stitches and stuff. And mm. you don't think about that back then when you're 20-something having this child. You're just like, hey, get it out, you know? <laughs> and later, what happens to you? And when things you can do to prevent it. I agree, because I know with my three kids, I had the epidural for all three of them. But the mm-hmm. second time I had it, um, the anesthesiologist poked me like four times. He injected that thing, that big-ass needle, like four times until he finally got it. And then it didn't end up working. I ended up feeling the whole the whole birth of my child. And CMS was the opposite. With Diamond, they over gave me medicine. I oh. didn't feel anything. She's like, push. And I go, push what? <laughs> and it took me a minute to actually walk again. Yeah. Dang. I, I feel I, like mine was just enough because I didn't feel nothing. Uh-huh. And they're like, you should feel the pressure like when you have a contraction uh-huh. so you can push. I'm like, I don't feel that. You're going to have to tell me on the little sensor thing mm, they did that with anali too because i would be like i don't feel nothing and then they would tell me that's yeah. the same thing i'd yeah. be doing the jeopardy song i'm like doo, doo, doo. you're so funny 
<laughs> I couldn't feel it. And I'm like, you guys gonna have to tell me. And my mom had told me beforehand, she was like, it just feels like you're you're pooping, like you're mm-hmm. pushing to poop. So I was like, okay, well, it's when it's time to push, I'm just gonna pretend like I'm pooping. And I'm all like, but I face. couldn't feel anything. Yeah. She followed directions so well. Like after two pushes, like, I'm done. And I'm like, it was five pushes, mom. It wasn't. It was just so quickly. And I remember mine was like hours to push them out. But I was too, I was younger. And she had no help. No, I had no help. I had no, well, there, her dad was always with me, but. Experienced we were, help. <laughs> yes, we were both idiots. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she was, she did it so, so easily. And so. Just the pushing part. I'm like, did you forget I was in the hospital for five days with yeah. preeclampsia? And- I know, but the labor was just so easy for her. Yes, she yeah. did suffer a lot and she still struggled after, you know, to make yeah. her body recover, but. She did it so smoothly. I was just like, wow, super impressed. Well, yeah, because I had a great coach and I listened, like she said. <laughs> yeah. She's she coached how many people? Like 12, 13 women? No, like eight. Yeah. Oh, still a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> yeah. And no, she's like, told me their stories were like, they don't hold the pushes. So the baby comes in and out and they make it harder. Or they're mm-hmm. like scared and not like following direction. I'm like, well. And it's unhealthy for the child. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to do what she says. I just wish like they had told me and because I read the books, mm-hmm. like the what to expect when you're expecting and stuff like that. And I you know, I'm thinking like this whole time, like, oh, cool. Like we don't have periods, you know, we don't bleed. And then after the fact, it's like you're bleeding the entire time. Like I'm like, oh, for real. And then like how you have to wear those big diapers or the pads and then the you have to use the little bottle mm-hmm. and the spray. I'm like, they didn't cover this in these books. They don't tell you they... all the nitty gritty of it. And I remember my mom <laughs> trying to scare me when I was in high school to not get pregnant. And then I had my baby and I was like, she should have told me everything was going to hang because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> it's like you'd think like it's, it's like logic, but at the same time, it's like, oh, well, this baby's out. So everything should just be like normal. But it's like they don't tell you that you still look you can still look pregnant, like three months pregnant after you give birth. I know. I didn't know that either. And when I pushed Joy now, she's like, oh, your tummy went down. I'm like, OK, cool. <laughs> no idea that that was a thing yeah or like they don't tell you how breastfeeding how much that hurts as far as like your cervix because it's like contracting as they suck and i'm like that was the wor- i think that was worse than but it helps you the cramp or the contraction. go back to your size yeah that's the thing that's why i kept thinking every time i kept feeding my child i'm like you're doing me a service here see i didn't breastfeed her because <laughs> i didn't know we had no help all I know is I was getting like a fever because I wasn't taking the milk out mm. and I didn't breastfeed her. Did you get? Um, so I had to go get a pump and take it out, but I never breastfed because she was like a jaws. <laughs> I was and she had no teeth. I was like, I'm breastfeeding her. <laughs> See, like, but I, nobody taught me that either. Yeah. I didn't have nobody to be like, hey, you need to breastfeed. You need to do it this way. No, or you're going to get sick. And I did have a fever and just holding all the milk in. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So back then they didn't have lactation consultants. No, not really. Nobody really helped me at the ho- the hospital. It was at Denver Health, mm. Denver General back then. Yeah, 30, 31 30 years ago. Uh-huh. And it was like six women to a room. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, you know, you didn't, and they didn't take your baby. They put it right there next to you. Oh, well, they do that now. I know with like when my mom had us, yeah. they would take you and put you like in the nursery where all the kids are at. Yeah. But with my three kids, they had me, they like left the cradle there. Oh, they took Julian. Oh, for real? Yeah, mm-hmm. they took my second one too. That's like, crazy. I think it just really depends I think it's on the hospital. Option. I probably you can ask. Right. Maybe. I know. I mean, I just know that they just brought the baby in and they're like, here you go. And I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe it could just depend on like the hospital or 
Maybe you have to ask. I don't know. I don't know. But also, I didn't know that, like, you could take, with my first daughter, I didn't know that you could take, like, the diapers and all that. And then one of the nurses like, no, take everything. And I'm like, I felt guilty, like, like putting everything. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then, but after the second and third, I'm like, I'm taking this. This is mine. This is good. You're hilarious. I need, like, going to the clinics as kids, mom would always, like, take the, like, the ear things for oh, the wax. Favorite thing we would just the- go to the cabinets and take stuff. So even if they told us no, I still would have taken it. Yeah, my favorite thing was the booger thing. Those are amazing, aren't they? Because they're not the same as the ones you buy at the store. No. So anytime when I'm like, I'm taking this. This is a good one. My kids didn't enjoy it, but I did. Mm-hmm. The one oh, with the, the suction, take yeah. boogers out. The blue I, ones. I mean, it's. I think it's more enjoyable when you're the one pulling out the boogers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could well. breathe. That's true. <laughs> okay, so I found what it's called. So the procedure was a tension-free type tape O cis. Toscopy, okay. Posterior repair, perian or perianarf. Perian. You want to try it? Let me see. <laughs> perianorphy. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it in the notes for you guys. <laughs> yes, we'll put it in the notes for you. So that's what the procedure was called, and her diagnos- diagnosis was a pelvic organ prolapse and mixed urinary incontinence. Okay. So, so yeah, it was almost the same thing, I think. But this is a more permanent procedure. Yeah, yeah it is a permanent. So in, when you, it's funny, cause my mom used to tell me that when I was younger, especially Hispanic moms, they're like, "Don't pick up heavy things because your your thing will drop." Mm. It does happen. Yeah, but it happens just from weakening age and everything else. But it can be corrected, ladies. <laughs> it can be corrected, and it could probably be prevented. Because afterwards, she was like, "Start doing Pilates and yoga." Mm-hmm. and i'm like okay great media already does that i'm like and i'm all naming everybody i'm like everybody needs to start doing yoga and pilates <laughs> so i work out with edith and i was like um we need to add pilates on fridays yeah <laughs> and we've been doing it on fridays yes. would you say is that the like would kegels also yes. help with that absolutely okay now i'm like i'm doing kegels as we speak me too <laughs> as soon as you say it before i even thought about it <laughs> yes. yeah i'm just like kegels okay yes. it's just like sometimes like you know you have to do these yes. things but it's just having to tell like actually yes. do them yeah yes. and that's like the whole point right a part of why we're having this conversation why we're having the conversation with mom the podcast is about self-care because it's simple things mm-hmm. but it's those small habits that lead up to bigger yeah which again i wasn't no well, i didn't really have a mother you know my, i left the house at 16 and i didn't have anybody to have that conversation with me so i didn't know about that either till it was way too late yeah. Or even like I know in my instance, like my parents never had the sex talk. If anything, I think my brother, my older brother, had the sex talk with me, mm-hmm. which is so weird. But it was, I think, more weirder for my parents to even talk about it. Like, I don't even think they, I think when I found out I was pregnant, my dad did not find out till I was like six months. Just because I was so scared to tell him mm-hmm. that, that just the fact that for him to know that his little girl was having sex you know it was just kind of like it was embarrassing but because we never had that communication right <laughs> you know i'm laughing because i saw this meme on on instagram the other mm-hmm. day and it was like baby showers are weird people are coming to give you gifts because you had sex <laughs> and your parents are there <laughs> yeah and i think I, you know that's funny because i think about that with weddings mm. where it's just like if, like well obviously like if the woman's a virgin mm. i'm just like that woman's not going to be a virgin tonight after after tonight. And everybody knows <laughs> and everybody it. And everybody knows it. It's so weird. But I think it's just 
we i don't know at least me growing up like no one ever talked about having like about anything i think the only thing i I would say was after you had kids my mom was a little bit more um involved in like don't pick up heavy things don't be by the stove don't you know don't be near hot stuff around you know with your uterus um don't walk barefoot but this was like all after i had a baby See, I still didn't have any of that. It was just always me and Diamond's dad. Then we had to figure it out at And you didn't have Google. And we they didn't, didn't have no. <laughs> we had a map. He drew me a map. <laughs> it was funny. I remember a story she told me because I was a bad baby. She, I wouldn't say I was a bad baby. She was a bad baby. I think I just, I mean, you, you formula fed me. And I did. <laughs> All of you. But there was a story you said how colicky I was one day. Oh, you're colicky all the time. Yeah, and so then her sister, my aunt, had her baby, and she was putting his legs, like, cycling them, like he's on a bicycle, and she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, this will help because he's colicky. And my mom's like, that would have been nice to know if I had Google back then. You know, simple things like simple. that yeah. to just help relief in everyday tasks and things that just happen as, as there's there's newborns and as new moms. Yeah, I remember, like... After I give my daughter a bath, I'm just I'd give her massages throughout her whole body, especially like her legs and her shoulders, because I read that you know as they pass through the canal, like their body goes through a lot of trauma. I'm like, I I don't think many people even do this. I'm like, I my mom didn't even breastfeed us. I'm sure we didn't get none of this type of treatment. But I'm sitting there like massaging the hell out of my kids because I'm like, they need it. They deserve it. They do. <laughs> I'm like, it's beneficial, so why not? Yeah, I remember I told you, so in our last episode, we were talking about, like, the way we were brought up with religion, and, like, I told her, I was like, you are way more Mexican than I am, and we were talking about, like, similarities of your guys' upbringings and how you guys have a lot of similarities in your stories, mm-hmm. and because she was like, I was about to say that, I was like... I'm like hearing you and I, I think of my mom mm-hmm. of like how her mom was with her mm-hmm. and like all these different um, connections. And so going back to like how you and I are teaching our children differently and like sharing more information. Like, yes, I, my mom shared a lot with like about my period and how things were going to work. But then again, she only showed me or taught me what she knew. Mm-hmm. And like just a couple weeks ago, we were downstairs working on the baby shower decoration stuff and I was telling her and her oldest daughter was downstairs with us she's 10 mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm really excited for my period to be here next week and her daughter's like why she's like mortified she doesn't even <laughs> because I mean there's such a bad like rap for mm-hmm. your periods and that is awful and all these things but it's like so I told her I was like yeah I'm super excited I'm like those are my rest days I'm gonna chill but I told her that I sat, I sat down with her and I was like, Mira, can I share this with her? She's like, yeah. I mean, she's, I've already like prepped her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I used my diva cup. I was like, because I hated it when I was a teenager. And then when I got it, started it again a few years ago, because I also got off of birth control in those hormones. Um, it's, I hated it and I was dreading it because I just didn't like it from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it was because I was uncomfortable with the pads and the tampons and, like, the constant worrying of, like, bleeding through. And so once I tried the Diva Cup and where I don't have to worry about it, I just wear a small liner, a thin liner, just in case it leaks. But other than that, I change it in the morning, I change it at night, I go on with my day, my cramps are light if I get them, and that's it. That and was I, crazy. We couldn't even look at her. 
like when she was in high school, <laughs> awful. I hated it. <laughs> and it wasn't that she wasn't feeling well or had cramping. It wasn't none of that. She was just hating being a girl. Yeah. But just, now I know why, because yeah. I was so uncomfortable. But she didn't express that I either. didn't know that. Well, See, that's right. See, but then we couldn't help Rayla. We just stayed away from her. <laughs> See, and I think with me, like, I would try to reach out to my mom because I got really bad cramps. And um, I'd ask my mom, like, Mom, what can I take or what should I do? And she'd be like, oh, well, I never got cramps, so I don't know. And I'm like, thanks, Mom. That doesn't help me. So I always felt alone. And then also, too, you know, she's the type of, my family is the type of people that are, like, against tampons. You know, with the whole before being a virgin, because, oh, if you wear a tampon, you're no longer a virgin. And it's just like I tell them, like, that's not what they tell us in school. Right. Like you're trying to we're like we were taught, you know, the sex ed class or whatever. And I'm like, they never mentioned that part. So I'm like, I tell them and they're like, no, no, that's not how it is. And this and that. And I remember my sister one day, she gave me a tampon and I'm like, I don't know how to use this. She goes, just figure it out. And then after that, my whole world changed, you know, and I was telling Diamond the story about how um, obviously I couldn't go to the store and buy them or have my parents buy them when I was like 16, 17. So I would just when I would get quarters, I would always go to the vending or the machines that had them and just buy a bunch, 25 cents each. And I would just sit there and I'd try to buy as many as I could. And I would try to like use them if I was going to the pool or if I was going out and doing like running or even like playing soccer, for instance, because that's that's the worst to be running with a pad and so i would use my quarters to buy me tampons at school or like at the um, that was smart yeah i mean i was i was trying to be resourceful but i also didn't want my parents to know because i know my mom would just chew me out because she's just that type of person even till this day where she's like against tampons but i'm like have you even tried one like they're amazing but i know for you now you're like diva cups but i'm like i don't use them anymore no, i don't you don't have a period no because i had a hysterectomy so like <laughs> so i'm like i'm good on that department <laughs> but even then i'm just like i don't want that i want my daughters to know like they could come to me they could come to like you to you for instance to anybody and be able to ask questions but other like for me i didn't really have anybody except like my older sister and even then she was just she was in her own world too, so. Yeah, so when we had that conversation, when I told that Ali, I was like, I'm so ready for my period. I explained <laughs> to her what a diva cup was and how, like, if anything, as you're getting older, I'm like, you cannot be lazy taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I was like, with washing your face, eating right, drinking water, I was like, all of that is going to prevent all your symptoms when you're on your period. I was like, because it does not have to last. Mm -hmm. I was just talking to my guy friend, and he was like, I told him I was on my period. I tell everybody, I'm like, I'm on period. I'm going to be emotional <laughs> or like my period's coming. I'm going to rest. Like I like own it and love it now yeah. versus before I'm like, it is was like, don't tell anybody. It's awful. Stay away from me. Like all these bad connotations with it. Yeah. And he was, and he asked me, he's like, well, how long does your period last? A grown man. And I'm all like two, three days. He's like, what? He's like, I thought they last like a week. I'm like, yeah, if you're an unhealthy woman. Yeah. Cause mine would last like about seven to eight days yeah every month but you had other problems yeah yeah but i'm saying like women who like are eating right exercising right drinking water taking care of themselves and not on hormones like it should not last more than three days yeah i wish i knew that i didn't know that either till now <laughs> you're on the same boat <laughs> we're like we were lost we we're telling Annalia about the cup about taking care of yourself because she's tense and as she's growing up she's getting into those teenage years pretty soon that's going to be those changes and i told her like don't be lazy with all of those things that mm. way your experience isn't what everybody else is saying about it. Yeah, because it could be good. I mean, 
Shoot, every time I got my period, I'm like, yes, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Made it another month not being a mom. <laughs> For real. Um, let's go back to um, your face, mom, and telling us your skincare regimen now. So now um, I am more always proactive, always. I have a night regimen. I have a day regimen. I'm just... My biggest thing, my goal is not to wear makeup, even though my daughter thinks that I'm crazy because I've always worn makeup. <laughs> I don't think you're crazy. I, I just, think you're finally getting on the train because wasn't there a couple years where I wasn't wearing makeup and you're like, put makeup on. I'm like, no, I like my face. That's true. That's true. I think I'm just tired of wearing makeup. I want just, uh, I think I'm envious, envious of people that have such a beautiful complexion and I'll go up to strangers and say, you have a nice face. <laughs> you know, because they don't even see it. Yeah. You know, you just try to... Um, so now in the morning, I do double cleansing now. Okay, double see. cleansing. So let's go through your morning routine first, step by step. So everybody kind of knows what products you're using, how you're using them, how and often you use them. I use them every day. <laughs> so in the morning, I do get up super early and you have to like, make sure you each pro each product you use it absorb in your face. Um, because you can't just be putting it on, putting it on, it's just going to mix it all up. Mm -hmm. Um, been watching a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of research, especially with for um, skin of color, we're a lot different. Um, so there's different products that I've been using. I had to change it up this year because as I'm getting older, your, my face is changing. It's not as youthful and your faces are like really super hydrated. So um, I use um, double cleansing in the morning and then I use a cleanser. So I can't use um, harsh abrasive cleansers. Okay, hold on. So you double cleanse. So double cleanse means... So double cleanses, um, I use like an oil cleanser first on my face. Okay. And then I use a second cleanser, a, a creamy, soft. Like a foam cleanser? Like yes, a regular? like a foam cleanser, yes. Okay. So that's double cleansing, especially since I wear a lot of makeup. And in the morning when I get up, I have um, my face a little bit oily. So after the double cleansing, I put a vitamin C serum on my face. It helps with the brighten of my face and actually um, so it, it absorbs in my face. So I let that dry. How long do you let it dry for? You'll feel it. Once your face, it absorbs it, you can just touch it. I do mm -hmm. carry a little fan with me, too. Okay. And so I let the vitamin C serum um, absorb on my face. These guys can do different ones for different age groups. Um, like Wait, with, there's different vitamin Cs for different age groups? What? No. No, not vitamin C, just different regimens for because um, you don't need what I need. Right. Cause so I'll maybe be, do less of it? Yeah. <laughs> she can do other stuff, too, but I have to, with her, I have to, she, um, like, she has, um, Acne, so acne will um, trigger her high pigmentation. No way. So I tell her not to um, pinch them, not to mess with them, just to let them be. So if I, I don't have acne problem, um, but if I do, I can't. It'll stay on my face for a long time. And mm -hmm. if I touch them, since I'm um, color, skin of color, it will stay a mark on there for at least six months. Oh, I mean, I love picking at my like when I get a little pimple, I'll, I'll pick it. at it. I'll just like. Oh no, girlfriend! You're 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 more worse off than her. <laughs> so that'd be a no no. But yes. I haven't broken out as much um, since I've been drinking like a lot of water and exercising. But um, yeah, when I would get them, I'd just be like, just I've been pop, breaking pop, out like pop, pop, crazy pop. this last month. I've been trying to like get it under control. I'm like, okay, drink more water, wash your face every night, stop being lazy. And then I had stickers, the like little circle oh, stickers yeah. on my face yesterday, and I went over. Did you see them yeah, on my I see face them. yesterday? I also went over to Edith's house, and she was like, do those work? I forgot they were on my face. But I was like, I'm just going to a friend's house, so it's fine. I'm going to go. <laughs> I need I need them to be soaking up. Because I just found more underneath the my bathroom sink when I cleaned nice. it yesterday. 
But those work, and those aren't even medicated. Those are the ones from Dollar Tree. Mm, okay. And those totally help. It totally sucks out all the nastiness in the pimples. Okay. okay, good to know. I need to start working on that even more. So this is the double cleanser I use. Okay. And it seems to work really well. It's an oil-based one. Okay. And it's so funny because it melts all your makeup off. Oh, nice. I don't have to use, like, um, a makeup remover because everything's waterproof on my, on my face. Okay. Mm. You don't have to use that. It just, like, literally melts it all off. Nice. Like the mascara, the, the waterproof eyeliner, you name it, it just melts all off. So I use that first. So I don't know if this is, like, an acronym. I'm supposed to do letters or the whole thing, but it's... It's a Korean um, Yeah, so product. it's I-U-N-I-C... I-U-N-I-K. Mm-hmm. Calendula Complete Deep Vegan Cleansing Oil. 94% plant-based oils nice. we'll put it in the show notes <laughs> and then so i started using another one that hydrates it's a hydration it's a hero set so i use the serum on this one after i use the vitamin c because my face is super dry it's starting to get like i said i'll be 15 so my face is not as hydrated yes i drink water and i drink this but as you get older everything just starts drying up you know and just so i use the um, serum next let that dry. It's a process in the morning at 2.30 in the morning. So if I can do it at 2.30 in the morning to go to work at 4, you guys all can do it too. <laughs> no <And> excuses. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> so then after that, I put the um, the fatty um, moisturizer. So you have to get a fatty one. A lot of the moisturizers have a lot of water in them. So you have to do a lot of research on what kind of moisturizer to use. Which so one do you use? The same one for the same brand, this one. Oh, okay. So okay. I use that one. And uh, so I put that on too. Let it let it dry up too and it's very little this product is used very little and it goes such a long way i put on my um, mineral sunscreen of 50 okay that's my last thing that i put on and so and then you do your makeup and then i do my makeup so then okay i think with me what i'm confused is once you have your makeup on and you said earlier how you have to reapply sunscreen does that mess up with um makeup like does it mess it up so they have lots of different forms of sunscreen there is a powder base oh okay yes so it works since i'm in and out outside i carry it with me it's a little powder and a little brush um i'll let you know which one that is too and uh i just touch it up it's like putting uh, powder like freshen yourself up so every couple hours does it actually help with like oily too yes oh nice (laughs) normally the one i use is the one that has the tint the i forgot the name again i'll it is better. It's better with the tint. But a lot of the tint ones tend to be a 30. Mm. Oh, and you said we need a 50. 50. Yeah, but they're coming out with more that I just found a couple more that are has a tint to it. So it helps not have that white okay. um, powdery look. Well, yeah, that too. But it has like a white base to some, a lot of the sunblock that you can. Because oh. they're not made again for skin of color. <laughs> but they are coming out with some. You can get some on Amazon. And there's another one, another different dermatologist that she's from India. And she made one just for skin color. Nice. I remember when I started wearing sunscreen, I would also put some on my hands. Yes. Like whatever is, or even like behind the ears. Yeah. Um, and I, I've noticed that a lot of the brown spots that I had on my hands have gone away. Because mm-hmm. I, I, and I thought it was normal. Because like when I was, when I was younger and I would go to Mexico and I seen my grandmother, she'd always be out in the sun, like um drying and drying her hair and combing her hair at like 80 years old but i do remember her arms were just full of like tiny little brown spots and i was just thought like oh it's normal or whatever but when i started noticing i'm like i don't think that's normal <laughs> when i started yeah. seeing on my hands and so i started putting it on and i doesn't really look like i have like they've gone away they're not as noticeable so 
Yeah, that's something she said too. It was like when you're doing your face, you might as well do your hands too. And yeah. go all the way down to your chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've noticed that too. As I'm, um, the biggest, I don't know if you've seen people that have a really nice face, but then they have like this turkey neck. Yeah. It's because they don't bring it down the, the uh, moisturizer to their neck. Just the moisturizer? Well, you put sunblock too. Well, if you're outside, you have to put sunblock, body sunblock. Yeah. But like a lot of my skin, um, I might not look like I'm turning 50, but I can feel it on my skin. I feel like the old lady skin, <laughs> like the thinning. And so people didn't believe me. And I had a coworker like, oh, yeah, it's, it's getting thinner. So you have to use firming creams for that. And you have mm-hmm. to do, you know, other. So soft. Yeah. It's going to look like an old lady, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I have noticed, too, that on my chest, like down here, it's starting to feel like, I told you, like a turkey neck. So you have to put more moisturizer and more sunblock. So that's the only thing you put on your chest is moisturizer and sunblock? Yeah. You but don't I, put like vitamin C or retinol or anything else on there? No, but I should. Oh, the okay. retinol, especially at night, yeah, would be great to help with that. Okay. So what's your nighttime routine? The night one is, so I'm still battling the melasma. So mm-hmm. that's a process that um, I put on the, the bleaching cream okay. and only in the certain spots. So then I have to let that um, sink in. So it's a, right now I'm trying to not to mix it too much because I'm trying to do that. So I have to change it. After this month, um, my dermatologist said not to use the cream in the summer because mm-hmm. what you're doing is going to make it worse. The sun, you're out in the heat and it's hotter. And I have noticed that when I go on vacations or something, it gets worse when I come home if I'm too exposed out on the beach or something. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't work. So I have to just, for at night now, I just use the, the bleaching cream. And then once I let that absorb, so I have to do that super early, like about five o'clock. I have to like start my routine because you have to let it absorb. You have to let it, because if you did, like I heard somebody said, if you do it right before you go to bed, you're going to smear it all off because you're just going straight to bed and you didn't give it time to absorb on your face. It's going to be all on your pillow. So I let that in there and then I use a night cream. (laughs) Usually I use a serum too, but right now, since I'm using the bleaching cream till the end of the month, then I'll, I'll just use that. So I use the cream. I have to make sure and double touch my face to make sure it, that it absorbed the bleaching cream. But I do have like a night um, eye cream. Okay. Let that sit in. And then I use the, just the night cream, like a nice firming cream, fatty um, cream. Okay. Well, all really good tips. <laughs> yeah. We need to start. I have been. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I'm out, mom. She's like, what do you want for your birthday? I was like, I'm like, actually, all the healthcare stuff you keep saying I need because I'm already out of the Olay one you gave me. Yeah. And because I was breaking out so much, I stopped mm-hmm. using everything just to, like, figure out what, what it was. So right. I just used the cleanser and my moisturizer. Yeah. And then once that was getting better, once I cleared up, then I'm going to go back to using the vitamin C mm-hmm. and the retinol at night. Mm-hmm. Oh, mom got me this really cool um, serum for my eyelashes. You see how long they are? Mm-hmm. They're super long. It does work. Yeah, it does. I remember her talking smack to me a few years ago she's like didn't you put mascara on i'm like i did she's like oh your eyelashes are small. i wasn't talking smack i was just making a point <laughs> the point is she hurt my feelings what's the cream called i don't know i'll post it okay on the show notes i'm like so i, I kind of want some yeah it's really nice it works i put it on my eyebrows too i was like i well i was using one it was like a golden tube i got it on amazon but it seemed to work but it's kind of expensive so i'm like eh, i gotta buy it sparingly because it's like a little tiny ass tube yeah <laughs> But a lot of it's preventive care. These guys need to be very preventive on your on your faces. So these guys don't get it. Because you both have the freckles going on. 
I was just always told like freckles just run in your family, and I'm like, oh okay. But then when I started seeing more appear, I'm like, I don't think this is normal. And then obviously once I was on TikTok on the dermatology side, and they're like, you need to do this, 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 and this. I'm like, oh okay, let me try that. And then once I did, I started noticing them going away. So I'm like, I don't think it has anything to do with <laughs> it running in our family. No, it's just like taking care of your body, like everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started noticing getting more too because I have one. Do I still have it right there? Mm-hmm. That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I have it on my nose before? Yeah, and I didn't. That's crazy. Like when you start paying attention, you're like, ah. uh, okay, mom. So, what <laughs> do you recommend that we need to be doing for our regimens as thirty year olds in their thirties? Well, I just said is just make sure your face is clean. Clean. The sunblock, I cannot tell you enough to wear that. Sunblock. Sunblock. And then if, especially you're a little bit darker than Diamond is, I would be more on wearing a hat when you're outside. Okay. The biggest thing is to cover here. So I am, I'm looking now into some sunglasses that are made just for that because this is where the sun is hitting mm-hmm. and this is where it starts. Yeah. Oh, that's so, why Uncle Tito looks like that. Yeah, so it does run in, in men too. So, you know, you can help them too. But the, uh, no, okay, I want to say real quick, sorry. The ordinary, ordinary products, they are really helpful too. Okay. Um, I can share with you, I have some of those. But you have to be very careful on which ones you can use together and which ones you can use in the day and which ones you can use at night. Those are really helpful too to mm-hmm. help with the pigmentation and help to clear it. So just make sure before you use anything, that's my biggest thing, before you use anything, before you do any kind of things to your face, do a lot of research. I was just overexcited and jumped the gun and kind of messed my face up. But that was my own fault. You know, that was because there is other uh, chemical pills I can do and other things, but not as um, abrasive mm-hmm. to our faces because then you will cause it to be worse and you will trigger it. Okay. And so you lo- think it'd be okay if we did micro microneedling now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My sister does it and, and, and it looks really good on her. She has not had the same issues I had. Okay. But mine was more, we were more aggressive with mines. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, it did. I think that's what we did. Yeah. And you can feel it on your face. It's like certain things will. And if you see your face and when they say test it, test it before you put it on your face. That's what, that, that's what that, they really mean. It does. And we're <laughs> like, oh, the no, small area. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, too, is making sure. But the biggest thing is just making sure right now is just cover your face. Yeah. Sunblock every day, even in the winter, because you can get the rays from being in the car. People don't even think that in the car... It affects you, you know? Oh, yeah, and the reflection from the clouds and from the snow. Even the snow, yeah. Even the I snow. Like, what? I didn't know this until... And I even heat. Heat is ago. really big on it, too. Like, mm-hmm. the, I don't blow dry my hair anymore because the blow dryer was triggering it, too. It was, like, making it red and, and making it, like, making it just hotter on my face. Oh, even man. before I knew that, I stopped blow drying my hair years ago. Okay. And that cooking is the biggest thing. The stove. I have, like, a gas stove. Oh, great. Another reason I don't have to keep cooking. <laughs> no. <laughs> so just making sure you know all these little things that will trigger, especially if you know you have certain product on your face, don't get in front of the stove. Don't get in front of the oven or cover your face. Okay. But just always do your research on what it can count on your face because I think that's my biggest thing. Yes, later I'm going to do more like microneedling and stuff, but more something that's made for skin of color. And there is certain estheticians that work just with skin of color. Oh, that's good to know. I was asking about the microneedling because I just saw a TikTok saying um, as you get older, you stop producing collagen. 
Yes, that's my next thing I'm working on. And so <laughs> this, they're like, you need to break the cells or something to rejuvenate skin cells. And like micro needling is one of those ways to do that because you're you're making them rejuvenate and like killing off those dead skin cells. So that helps produce collagen. You have to produce collagen in your body. You can't just intake it like a like a like supplement a or something. Mm-hmm. And you but you can get that in foods too, can't you? Right, but that's not going to help you produce collagen in your face to help you look young and have that like elasticity. It's not going to be stuff. like oh, let's go to the face and. Exactly. So you have to naturally figure, know how to produce it in your face. Okay. And like micro needling is one of those ways to do it. She gave two other options, but I forgot what those were. But with that, you, particularly you, you need to be more cautious on when they do it for you. Because when you have acne, mm-hmm. two, you have a good chance of um, hyperpigmentation and melasma. Mm-hmm. And with you both having children and you guys didn't get it. Because remember, that's, that's the biggest myth right now with Hispanic. It has Hispanic and Asian women. That's the biggest group of women that get hit with this is that they say it's because of your birth control. That's the first thing a regular They blame everything on birth control. Birth control and then, again, you know, having children. Yeah. So, and you guys did not get it on those times either, right? And I didn't get it. I thought it was home free because I didn't get it till I was 46. Oh, wow. So, you just We have, have to- time. I guess. To prevent it, to, to be proactive. Yeah, to be yes. proactive, yeah. So yeah. if you're like in your 20s, like start now, before kids. <laughs> Definitely before kids. Yeah, but that'd be great if you get the marker only and just make sure it's, you know, not as abrasive. Okay. That's a great idea. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> From doing just research and stuff, I was always thinking that makeup wipes would be effective. They are not. They're actually not very good for your face. And that's where I started to the double cleansing because it was like drying my face and it wasn't cleaning it properly. My pores were getting bigger. So, you know, just if you don't stay active, like you said, and stay on it and be super um, clean on your face, especially mm-hmm. if you wear a lot of makeup, it's just, it'll age you. It'll dry your face. It will, you know. I think that was another reason I didn't wear makeup a few years ago. Because one, like my face was so clear. So I was like, I don't need to put makeup on. My face is pretty. She did. She did have great. She does have a great complexion. And the other thing was, when I did wear makeup, I was so lazy. I would not clean my face at night. If Guilty. I did, it was maybe the wipes, and yeah. then I would break out, and then I wouldn't wear makeup for another four days. Yeah. So like my my breakouts would clear up, and so then now I'm like. But that's the biggest thing as Hispanic women, and I think this is why I've learned this is that we put the children first, then the husband, then us. So not till I was like older than Diamond did I figure that out watching Oprah. I know it sounds dumb, but it said, you know, you need to put yourself first, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I started, <clears throat> excuse me, when I started doing that, I started feeling better. I started looking better. I started being a better mom, better wife, because I took care of me first. You filled your cup first. It, absolutely, like she <laughs> says. But I didn't know that either till I had to watch Oprah. <laughs> I wasn't taught, you know, you're taught because they come first and they don't. Yeah. We love them and stuff, but I come first, you know, and it made me just a better person overall besides a wife and a mother. And that's why sometimes we tend to be tired by time we go home and here's the wipes. No. <laughs> Double cleansing, ladies. Yeah, I've been doing a lot better now. Even though the last few months I've been going to bed like super duper late, I'll still come home and I'll do the double cleansing. Yes. I don't, on some, like once in a while, I'll just use the wipes, yeah. but then I'll do like double cleanse in the morning. But then my pores are huge. I'm trying to like make them small. Well, don't touch your face. Oh. 
That's a big one. We don't touch our faces. So we're learning from each other. We're learning as we go. This is a journey. And we've said this before on the podcast. So if you've heard other episodes, self-care, self-love is not a one and done kind of thing. It's something that you have to practice and practice makes progress and you will get better. Your face will get better. You will feel better. You will up level your life and your energy, but it's something you will have to do every day. And also, if you guys have any questions, I've tried different. Everybody has any questions about melasma. I've tried different products that are out there. You guys see on Instagram or you see on Facebook. I can tell you if it works, if it doesn't work, you know, what to, you know, kind of sunscreen to use with it because they're expensive. And I have tried a lot of different things. And like she said, you know, sometimes we don't buy something because it's so expensive because we have kids. You know, I'll tell you what does work and what doesn't work and what's not worth it. So we can have a QA and a poll um, at the end of the podcast. And you guys can put in your questions or DM us. And we'll let you know if you have questions on a product, if mom has used it and she can give you some feedback on it. Or if you have other questions and want to talk about other things, other topics that we haven't um, touched on on this episode we can do another episode um, so again share with your friends leave a comment um, write a review that'd be super helpful for us as we're growing our podcast and we want to share with more women these these topics and these stories that we're going through that you're going through and to know you're not alone and that no matter at what age you can always start self-care and loving yourself and doing the work from the inside out thanks for watching Bye. <sighs> <sighs>